What's up, everybody? We are back, kicking it stateside, episode 22 up on the books. We are back from our hiatus. Deuce, deuce. We are back from the holiday break, which was kind of crazy. Um, Brian was in Texas. Yeah, we've been just running, man. We had a lot going on. It's been a busy schedule, and it was a kind of a crazy time in the Prem with uh, so many games in like such a short time, so it was a nice... A nice time to, I guess, look back and reflect, and everyone can like take a break and, yeah, you know, get ready for that second half of the season and all the uh, Champions League that's going to be coming up here in February. I think it did us good too. We, yeah, we've been going hard. For, I mean, uh, we've been going hard since like July. Yeah. So we, I think it was nice. You know, well earned. We had that really awesome Boxing Day show. Yes, that was then, awesome. And then kind of ended it there. Um, took the little break, but we are back. We're back. We're fresh. We're ready to rock. Giving the people what they want. Always. When they want. Yeah. I, that seems to be uh, le- legit, like, the motto that we've had. Yeah. We're going to continue and that. just kept rolling along. It's on our goddamn business card. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's it's a true it fact. Is. But, yeah, today we'll uh, just a little, little recap. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit first half of the Prem season. It's a little... Probably halfway there, I would say, and uh, we'll talk about the games coming up this weekend, and also any hot topics we got floating around. We got the MLS draft today. Yeah, that's going on. We on were, Thursday. We were scrolling through, trying to see if there was any names we recognized. Yeah. We had the beauty of working at Penn during a lot of the soccer season, so it's actually some of the teams that they played and interacted with. Some kids might be going, so yeah. that would be kind of cool to see. Yeah, it's... it's um, just not as much hype around the MLS draft as it used to be. Like it was in Philly there for a little bit, and you know, it, obviously with now with I think all these kids, if you're good enough, you're going to play in in some academy already by the age of you know fourteen, twelve. Yeah, and you're pretty much a homegrown player, and they can sign you that you don't even need to enter the draft anymore. So right, and if they don't sign you, then you're probably not good you're, enough yeah, yeah. if they're not willing to sign you and you don't count against their cap then you're probably not what they're looking for yeah and you're probably not as good as you think at least the beauty of this game is you can go anywhere and play yes it's not like you're committed to one league and if you can't make it there you're beat you want to go over to like brussels i'm sure yeah. there's a league there that you can go play in oh yeah i mean <laughs> you see these kids again if you're good enough you're probably going to go play in Europe for an academy team yeah, and try and get your way up to the, the first team. And if not, then you just come right back and yeah. all is well, usually. Usually. But this league's getting better and better too, so you really got to step your game up. True. And uh, But, yeah, it is uh, it is a good time to kind of look back and we'll kind of talk about a little golden boot race and, you know, see if anybody can catch Mr. Vardy. And also maybe midseason MVP so far. We got newcomer of the year. Kind of see maybe some candidates. You know who's in that running and coach of the year as well. Um, thus far, we'll kind of touch base on that. You know, and then talk about this weekend's games and kind of have our predictions um, for the upcoming uh, weekend tomorrow first game, and then um, we'll roll into uh, Sundays. So, and as far as the picks go. Um, I have a, an 11-point lead on Brian. Yeah, I gar- grabbed a tiny little bit back. He did get a little bit um, the past weekend we did the the picks 
as I had a terrible, terrible week um, <laughs> that time. So I'm looking to get back on track. I, I try to make some bets online, and, you know, I hit early, and it's been a rough going yeah. so far. So I'm like, That's the life of a sports gambler and why I got out of there, because you could be the hottest thing and not – miss and then and then all of a sudden it's you like, could fuck. take yeah like lay downs that just don't come out yeah so but yeah um let's kind of get into it i mean we were looking at the uh we start out probably looking at the table um the battle for relegation right now yeah so we see norwich pretty much in some deep shit they are down in the bottom 14 points they are five for uh, points behind Watford, who are in second last. And then we see Bournemouth all of a sudden, now that they have been on a terrible run, they are dropped to relegation. So it's like... It's all my fault. Yeah, I said, once you <laughs> once you said that you know your fandom was going to be lying with Bournemouth, you all of a sudden were like, all right, well... Yeah, they've won, what, one game since then? Yeah, they beat Chelsea. And they beat Chelsea. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So they've been struggling very, very mightily. Yeah, it's bad, man. They're going to be uh, – they're in for a rude awakening if they don't make some moves here at January because now they're all banged up too and they just don't have anything. And we talked about it before. I mean, the fact that the guys that played well for them last year, like the Callum Wilsons and, you know, Josh King and Frazier with, you know, 18 assists last year, I think he has one or two. Yeah, he's like straight ghost. He's uh, absolutely disappeared. I don't know. I gave him excuses early because the injuries and all that. And but, dude, you're 21 weeks in, and I don't know if he. It's again the injury thing, or just a lack of confidence, or he was just like a flash in the pan last year, or what it is. But man, he's been. I don't know, but I mean, to get assists, you have to have the guys put the ball in the net. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like I've seen a few games where he's delivered the good ball and no one's finishing. Right. It's clear no one's finishing because they, if they score at all, it's one a game, right? And they can't stop anybody. It's it's just it's bad. That team's in bad shape. They're behind Villa right now, and they're behind West Ham, who lost what seven straight. Yep, like West Ham. Yeah, if you're right behi- down there too. If you're behind a team that lost seven straight at one point this year, that's really bad. It's a telling sign of the just yeah. the league this year. It's just there's so much parity from. You know, you have the top four, and even Chelsea has been struggling, and they're still five points clear of Spurs for fourth. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's like Villa, you know, is sitting right there on the outside, barely by a point from the bottom. And then you have West Ham right there too. So, you know, West Ham, you know, new manager, David Moyes, our old friend. Yeah. Coming back in the league, of course. Welcome back. All these retreads. Another retread. Coming in. Yeah. Doing his thing. And then, I mean, Bournemouth, if they don't win this weekend, I mean, do they look somewhere else? I mean, obviously, if they can't, I think they play, who do they play? I feel like they play Watford, don't they? Yeah. we. uh, It was supposed to be easy. I think they're the Sunday, right? Yeah, I think it's Yeah, they play Watford, and they're home. Right, and if you can't get up for this game or win, then I would assume that Eddie Howe is probably not the guy going forward, and they might have to move on. Yeah, I hate to say it because we were a big fan of I'm a huge fan of Eddie Howe. You know, but 
you got to get people motivated to play. And going on a losing streak like that, whether you're Bournemouth or any other team, is just inexcusable. Because, um, I mean, if you lose to Watford, they jump you. Yeah. Like, that's bad. And they're two points ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you can't find a way to win, it's like, well, we can't beat the, a team that was below us and a team that looked like it was pretty much dead in the water. Let's face it. Watford they, looked like they were. Watford looked like one of the worst time, worst teams in Premier League history. And they have now won three of their last four games. Yeah. It's amazing what a real deal coach motivator can do when they come in there. Yep. It's one thing to be a coach. It's another thing to be a motivator. Another thing to be a manager. Like, you need to manage. You need to motivate these boys. Anybody could say, oh, well, X's and O's. But if people don't want to play for you and you can't put them in the right position – or start in one position and realize it's not working and make an adjustment, then it's just not going to work out in this league. No. That's what happened to Emery. Emery was great when he came in for Arsenal. He was a new face. They were motivated. You know, They were trying to step up after the whole Arsenal thing, but he never made adjustments. He never made changes, and look what happened to him. A year and a half later, he's long gone Yep, and, and forgotten. You, I mean, you see, it's, it is a league, especially – I mean, I know all pro sports, you have to make adjustments. Yeah. And especially you have to make adjustments in-game to be a good manager in any sport. But especially in this, if you keep just rolling out the same guys, like we saw Marco Silva, you know, he's throwing, you know, the same lineup that's yeah. real stale, and he's putting Richarlison on the wing every time. Yeah, the only and move it he would made was he would switch out a Wobie and Bernard. Which yeah. That was stupid. You know, like that was literally like little a, things yeah. that are like, okay, you, you're, I know you're trying, but yeah. it's like, dude, like it's got to be better. Sometimes than that. you got to change your entire formation. Sure. Like, so you got to look at it and you got to be able to do it from game to game based off of your opponent. And that's it, what a real good manager can do. Yeah. And in game, whether if you're winning, maybe you sit back. If you're losing, obviously, maybe you change it up. Yeah. Or if it's not working, you got one striker on an island, maybe you bring in two. Yeah, and you got to be able to see it while the game's happening and make that adjustment. But a lot of these a lot of these guys that no longer have jobs is for that reason. Right. Because they weren't able to do that. They weren't able to make the changes they needed to make with what they had, and it shows and they're gone. So the guys that have are flourishing right now. Even Frank, like, yeah, you guys have struggled a little bit of recent, but he's done the right thing. You come out, you lay an egg week one for nothing to a United team that was in major turmoil, and everybody's like, oh, here we go. Yep. And what did he do? He slowly adjusted, slowly worked with what he had to work with, and now you guys are a top four team. I mean, that's a good manager. Yeah, and obviously halfway through the season we've seen – the managers that can't hack it pretty much get shaken out. And, I mean, we'll see if, again, uh, we talk about who's the next probably to go. I mean, you would have to say Eddie Howe at this point. Yeah, he, he would be next on the chopping list with I Pellegrini think, finally getting launched from West Ham. Right, yeah. I can't really. Put, I don't see Daniel Faka leaving because even if they fired him, where would they go from there? Yeah, and, I mean, what could you really expect out of Norwich, you know, if you're Norwich. You have to understand. And at some point, they know that they're going to have to sell off Cantwell probably. So it's just like, are they just going to be like waving the white flag and be like, all right, we're, you know, at some point you got to be like, this is, we're throwing our best team out there and we're still not winning. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But, but how much are you willing to add when you're sitting that far down the table now? Like, are you, are you, 
Are you willing to spend the money knowing it probably won't come in a return of staying up another year? Yeah. So you got to be careful with what you do there. Like you said on the Tuesday show, our boy Toddy's, Hot Toddy's probably uh, on the move yeah. sooner or later. Probably not in January because they're really going to need him if they want any chance of staying up. But after this season, if they're going back down, somebody's throwing him some money to stay back oh, up. Oh, for sure. He's, he's proved he can hang. He's a good young talent. Absolutely. And, I mean, we talked about this on Tuesday as well, the whole, you know, Villa being in the the Carabao Cup semis and them being a point from relegation zone. It's like what tournament or what do you value? Do you value winning a possible trophy or do you value staying up in the Prem? Yeah. Because that's what it's going to come down to for rotating the side. I know they tied Leicester yesterday in the Carabao Cup first leg, which is great. I mean... They have a legit chance to make it to the finals, but are you going to sacrifice playing your, you know, your your A squad in these cup games and ha- roll them out there again on the weekend when they're clearly just ran ninety minutes? So priority is going to be big, especially for a Villa team that <laughs> it's not like they have the depth. You know, they're missing Johnny McGinn. He's a huge factor. That's huge loss. He was he was a catalyst for them this year so far. That injury is a killer. So it, I think it'll be a fight. It's It'll be a fun – you hate to see a team – teams go down, but <laughs> – yeah, Somebody has to every somebody year. Somebody has to do it. That's the tough part with this is like every year three are going and three more are coming. And it's exciting all over again. It's it just, really is. And then it's like can you can you fight? Can you do enough to stay? Um, some teams feel they need to come right in and start adding and doing that. Or you get a team like Sheffield who literally did zero – and they're a top 10 team in the Prem right now. And they look the part. It's not like they've gotten lucky. They've gone out there. They've grinded games. They've gotten results in the games they needed to. Pulled a few upsets. You know, they don't lose to the teams that they should beat. And that's the key. Yeah. Um, they've just ran into a buzzsaw recently because they played Liverpool and City back-to-back, which is kind of unfair to any team. Um, but hopefully going forward, they, you know, they get the top dogs out of the way and they can, you know, get back to their their drawing, you know, every other game ways and just keeping in that top 10 and keeping pace with, you know, the Wolves and Spurs of the world. Dude, just staying up is a, is a victory in itself, but staying up and being competitive is even better because there, you'll get a guy here and there that says, man, maybe I'd want to play for Sheffield. Yeah. You know? A little bit still more low-key than some of the big names. You can go out there, do your thing, especially if you're a scorer. I mean, they've been good, but they could definitely use, like, another big-time scorer. Yeah, I mean, like, FIFA Fortnite just brought up Billy Sharp. Yeah. He hasn't done anything this year. I think he has one goal, and that was in the first game. And he's been used sparingly as kind of like a a pit bull, maybe to grab a goal late. He's like the club legend. Yeah, he was a big time scorer for He's them Sheffield last boy. year, but he even took a step back. Um, I mean, they did add. I guess the only thing they added, uh, what's his name, Mousset. Yeah, Liss. Lyle. He's been good. He's been good. But yeah, I mean, again, it's a bunch of like no namers. Yeah, banding together and kind of doing their thing, and it's been great to see. I, I hope the second half they keep doing, um, you know, playing well. Yeah, who would have ever thought that I you guess. could. Uh, put some English, Irish, and Scots together, <laughs> and they would all get along and dominate. I, yeah. You don't see it. Yeah. 
It's fantastic. But yeah, um, as far as you know, the top four goes. I mean, you pretty much got Liverpool at this point at the top by himself. You know, thirteen points clear, game in hand. It's yeah. like the title's pretty much theirs at this point. Would you say? I mean, it's like the way that they're playing and the streak that they're even on. It's incredible. Yeah, I want to say no just because you never know with this league, but it's it's impossible right now to say that they're not going to win this with 17 to go, 18 for them if they need it, which I don't think they're going to need it. I think they'll probably have it wrapped up with a couple weeks left in the season. I would say. One, that makeup game, whenever it's going to come, they're, they're going to if throw. If they really need it, throw it some they'll academy be like, kids. Sure. They'll throw that U23 team back out there. That yeah, they, why not? They played in the Carabao Cup and just yeah get them some experience. Um. Just, I don't know, just too much firepower for them. Really is. And literally every position has been playing well. Like, Jordan Henderson's having a great season. Yeah, no one talks about him. No. No like one talks he, about I him. I thought he was kind of falling off the past couple of years, maybe getting up to that 30-year-old range when you start maybe tapering off. But he's been phenomenal this year. He's yeah. been there. Besides Van Dyke, like, he's been the cog kind of that leader that they have. Yeah, they have like five guys that you could throw the captain band on. No <laughs> yeah. problem. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, and you would feel comfortable knowing that that guy's out there leading your your club that day. And, yeah, it's uh, and we talk about injuries. They have, knock on wood for them, they have stayed pretty much 100% healthy this year. Yep. Little knock here and there is going to happen, but they haven't had that big injury. They haven't had – They've had the luxury of having all three scorers all year. They've had the luxury of having the best defender in the world all year. Um, I guess the only injury they had was Allison. And, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, and um, what's his name filled in admirably mm -hmm. coming off of uh, a decent year at West Ham, coming in as a backup. He had a few struggles early in the beginning. Yeah, Adrian. He, yeah, he made a couple stupid plays. Some boneheaded plays out there. But. Yeah, if anything, it cost him a goal in here in differential, but it never cost him a win because the team was just good enough to uh, bounce back from him. But yeah, um, but that's like you know you could say that about a couple goalies in this league. That, yeah, <laughs> we won't mention any names, Davey. De Gea. <laughs> Sorry, people. So, Fortnite. Say, Man United that, fan. That's your boy. I know, but. But yeah, he, you know, he, he goes from being the best black. goalie in the world at times where you're like, man, this guy is, you can't score on him. And then he just makes certain plays and mistakes. It's like, that, whoa, there he is. Yeah. That's the guy we know. You guys lost to Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, an Arsenal team that looked uh, revamped yeah. under uh, Mikel Arteta. So far, so good. One game in, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, I think at this point it's pretty much safe to say that uh, Liverpool's got this uh, pretty well locked up. Yeah, in the words of our boy Fabulous, we throw a little thing out. You could throw it in the bag. Throw it in the bag, baby. Throw it in the bag. And now it's just a fight for that the top four Champions League spots. Yeah. I mean, this is it. It's, it's two, two through four. I mean, honestly. I mean, I don't see Leicester. Barring a miracle. Really, the only one that's up for grabs is the fourth spot. Yeah. Because City has 44. Chelsea has 36. Yeah, there's a... And that's 3-4 differential. And then there's... a United has 31. It's really, yeah. Chelsea's so literally... City falls off terribly, which is not happening because they're only getting stronger and healthier with Laporte coming back. Yeah. And who knows when Sané's coming back. You forget about him. He's still out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, what? Where has he been? Like, I know he was hurt. Yeah, he got that. What was it? ACL. Yeah. Last year, so. Yeah. But yeah, people forget he's still on the club. You know, they're just going to get better too. So I, I think at this point, it's a fight for fourth. Like that, Chelsea can United make that? You know, jump. Can they sell Pogba off and maybe get that? You know, clown out of here again. Sorry. For Fortnite, I keep trashing United, but it's true. I love Pogba. And, you know. I love him. You know, he's a good player, but, you know, he's a bit of a head case. <laughs> oh, he's absolutely a head case. And, you know, is Ole Gunnar the, uh, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the, you know, is he the guy that's going to lead United to uh, <laughs> FIFA? He- FIFA Fortnite's like, I'm out. You keep bashing my team. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Sorry, bud. Hey, we love you. <laughs> Oh, the Ritz. Hey, what's up, bud? Um, we are a soccer uh, podcast, uh, kicking it stateside. We uh, talk about the Premier League, um, anything other, any other MLS. Yeah. Pretty much all things soccer in the world. That's what we got going on, Ritz. We're just talking about the uh, the first half of the Premier League, kind of putting a bow on it. Um, we were talking about how Liverpool is probably going to run away with this league this year. And, I mean, if they don't lose the rest of the way, are they going to be – they're going to be up there with the Invincibles, the uh, the Arson, uh, Henri's of the world, that team that didn't lose a game. Yeah. Even better, maybe? Possibly. With the talent that Liverpool has? Absolutely possibly, especially if you take in consideration the Champions League. Oh, shit. Yeah, I knew who. I, I was trying to figure who that was. <laughs> nice, man. What's up, Rhett? My bad. I was just. That's my uh, possibly soon-to-be uh, Texas neighbor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome along. What's going on, bro? <laughs> He's like, I know what you, <laughs> know what you are. I know what you are. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I have to explain sometimes. Yeah, I didn't. Because people just pop in and they're like, oh, what's this all about? Yeah, man. This so, is what we are. This is the show that we do on Thursday um, outside of A2D. Yeah. Um, this is the show. This is the original show for Kicking It States. Yeah, this is the OG. This is the OG. We do our Twitch. goes up on Spotify, Apple Pods. Yep. So Everything under the sun talking, but... Yeah, we're just kind of running down the uh, first half of the Prem. Um, what else? Oh, let's talk about Golden Boot. Let's get into those. Yeah. So we got Jamie Vardy sitting up at the top, 17 goals, right? Mm-hmm. And we got Oba with 13. And then we got Danny Ings, the dark horse, at 13. <laughs> and then we got Tammy, 12. Rashford, 12. HK, obviously, with 11, but he's out. Yeah. He's hurt for until March. Yeah, you could scratch his chances. Uh, Mane, Sterling, 11, and an Aguero, Sala with 10. Those are the guys you honestly you have to watch for because they're the ones that can score in bunches. Other than that, I think uh, <laughs> FIFA Fortnite, we are not offending you. Stop. We love you. You're one of our biggest fans. Yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah. There's no offending. Yeah. Just Sometimes you got to take your lumps. I've been taking my lumps all year as an Arsenal fan. We poke fun at every team in the in the league at one point or another. Oh, yeah. You should have heard us talk about Everton. Yeah. Thank God you're not a Spurs fan. Jeez. That too. Yeah. We have Spurs fans that watch our show just because they know how much I hate them. 
I think James stopped listening because he just bashed yeah. on Tottenham for yeah. uh, a while. But no, we thanks, don't. Ritter. We'll have a good show, man. Appreciate it, bro. For sure. Much love. Back. Get your ass back to work. But um, <laughs> no, fee for Fortnite. We don't hate any club. No, we love all the clubs. We just bash them all equally. Well, I, I hate Tottenham, but he hates Tottenham. <laughs> I hate Tottenham. <laughs> oh. De Gea, no, no. De Gea is not terrible. No. We didn't say he was terrible. He just has boneheaded moves. Yeah, I was going to say, clearly you didn't listen because I said he is He's a world at times keeper. the best goalkeeper in the world by far. There's times where he looks like, I'm not even going to say it because you'll probably get offended. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, no. He he just makes occasional bonehead moves. It had been a while. He did it again recently. Mm-hmm. But he'll bounce back. He's solid, man. He's, he's not good. going anywhere. He's, he's he, a very good. He's keeper. a top five goalie in the world right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So yeah, don't get I mean, upset. I mean, goalies have that. Every goalie does. Yeah, it's it's, pro- it's it, probably the toughest position. I was going to say, at least mentally, it's like we never we don't bash. Yeah, in all of sports, it's one of the toughest positions to play. It's like you and you're the reason why you can win or lose. Oh yeah, I won't get sad. And like. PKs, yeah, like you know, the most nerve wracking thing probably ever. Yeah, you're such at a disadvantage as a goalie. Like it's pure guessing game. You have to stay on your line till like they're now they say, oh, you can't stop in a run up. But come on, you can't tell me some of these guys that's not a stop. They drag that left toe or something behind. Like yeah, it's it's the hardest. You got to do what you got to do. It's a hard thing to do, and it's a mental game up there. You know, you saw it with Timmy Cruel, just like. Yeah. Point in like I'm gonna go this way yeah. and then go the opposite. It's just like it's a head game. It's I play even in FIFA, the video game, I shit my pants when I when it goes to PKs. Oh, I'm no, I'm a I'm a PK stud in FIFA. Oh, I hate it. If Especially I, the new one. Dude, if I could drag a game into PKs, I, I would rather be the goalie. Shooting them in the new one's ridiculous. If you want like a real Good shot. You got to time everything. It's crazy. I know it's tough. But as far as the goalkeeping end, man, I'll I'll watch your feet till that last second, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna get you. I win yeah. a lot of PK games. <laughs> but yeah, we'd um, anyway. Is Vardy uh... <laughs> <laughs> going back on topic? <laughs> well, he is Vardy winning Golden Boot. Yes, barring any injuries or anything like that, I I don't see why not. That lead is pretty good. Um, he too scores in clips. That's the thing. It's not like it's Danny Ings sitting up there with 17 and guys are going to catch him in a week. I think it's a two-man race. I think it's Aubameyang. I think it's Aubameyang or Vardy. I almost hope it's not Aubameyang because, honestly, that means Arsenal's not getting scoring from anywhere else, and that's what they're going to need to continue to win. Like last year, the only reason he was in the golden boot and tied for the win at the Golden Boot was because no one else could score the damn ball. Yeah. And that was the reason they finished fifth instead of fourth and not in Champions League this year was because certain games they ended up drawing or losing that they shouldn't have because no one else could score. So, great, he got a personal award, but it hurt the team in the long run. So, I would, as an Arsenal fan, I would prefer that he didn't and see, you know, the numbers start to climb from a Lacazette, see Pepe put some more in, maybe Martinelli get some time. Uh, Vardy, yeah, I don't know. It's his to lose. I think, like I was saying, maybe like a Sala or an Aguero, although Aguero hasn't been playing much lately. Yeah, he's kind of in Pep's, uh, not doghouse, but he's not 
playing as much, I guess. I was going to make another comment, but I'm afraid I would offend our young fan here that if, you know, Marcus Rashford could make a couple penalties, he would probably be even higher in this mix because they do count towards your golden boot race. True. There was yeah. a couple misses there that early this year that uh, that would have climbed him up even higher. He would probably be in second right now if he could yeah. convert some of those. So I think he's a dark horse to possibly get there. Absolutely. They got to get scoring somewhere. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, Obama Yang, I think, and I don't think he's happy. And I think he's going to be in one of those. He gets in these moods with teams where he just he gets bored. Yeah. And I think at that point, he says right now he's not, but you can tell. It depends on what Arteta. And I've seen it firsthand at Dortmund. He do, he gets the same way, and a, eventually he's going to come out and be like, oh, well, you know, I want to move somewhere and, you know, challenge myself, which is great, but you're still on the team. Yeah. You still got to play ball. Yeah. That's the problem with – the way this structure goes is you could basically be off the team but still have to play for, like, six months. Yeah. And then it's like, where's that motivation come from? You see that with Erickson. He's pretty much foot out the door. Mm-hmm. So now Mourinho's not really willing to play him except for in a late sub role when they need to come back in a game. And then is that the most motivated guy to come back and help you win? And that's just unfair. I mean, he, That's why Pogba hasn't been seeing time. He's one of the best 11, if not 18, on that team. But if you know the guy's not into it, is he really one of your best? It's like Erickson is different, I think, because he's in a contract year, and they know he doesn't want to come back. Yeah. But at the same time, they want to get something for him and not just let him walk for free. So it's like, if you don't want to be here, like, I get it, you know, if you don't want to come back, that's fine. But then you're just not going to play. And until we find a suitor, you know, then you're going to just be a sub role, which is fine. I mean, like you said, I don't think he's probably going to be that motivated to even play anyway in the first place. But he's such a world class talent that he goes on the field and half asses it and he's still better than better than half the people <laughs> yeah. on the field. Where he goes, I don't know. I saw a report um maybe today or yesterday that he's not going to United. Um There's been an interesting we can touch on that a little later, but about transfer rumors and whatnot, but as far as yeah. That kind of stuff, um, we'll see. I mean, speaking of that, yeah, Greenwood's good. Oh, Green Greenwood's a stud. I definitely he'd be like my under. He'd be like my under twenty. Oh, he's definitely on the the all under twenty team. Maybe we should put one of those together some point this yeah, year for sure. Maybe later towards the end of the year, see how the rest of the year pans out. We'll shake up. Yeah, an all futures team for sure. That that's a. I like that idea. Um, so as far as assists, there's not really much to really say. You got De Bruyne with 12, and then Alexander-Arnold has eight. Yeah. Um, our boy Buendia, not that he's done much recently, has seven. Sonny has seven. And then Daniel James, Jimenez, Mane, Robertson, Mares, and Jamotinho have six. So anybody catching Kevin I don't think Mr. so. Gabrion. Again, he he occasionally is a guy that gets knocks and gets injured, and 
of recent. I mean, if that happens and he misses a little bit of time, maybe Alexander Arnold could. But there's so many guys in that Liverpool offense that share the ball just to even get the opportunities are probably less um, unless you're just coming up the wing and just feeding Salah and he's popping them in. Um, yeah, I feel like Liverpool plays – their wide players are huge, right? Big time. Robertson and Alexander-Arnold are responsible for whipping balls in um, from the wing. And then, like City, obviously, De Bruyne plays, you know, between the, the middle, you know. Yeah, he's sending more the from middle. the central position. Uh, he's he, more opportunity. Definitely right. more opportunity um, for him. And, yeah, I don't – I don't see anybody catching him. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, a four-pointer, four-point lead in the assist is a lot. Yeah. Because you're not exactly picking up multiple assists a game. Right. And assists in in soccer are very touchy. Like, hockey, you get... Yeah, there's no hockey assists. Like, yeah, there's no hockey. If you touch the ball second from the last, you know person to touch it it doesn't count right you get a pat on the back and even if you send the ball and then it requires them to make a few moves in order to score they're not logging you an assist for that that's like the other it's thing pretty that much gotta away. be your pass leads directly to that goal going right in before they count it as an assist and that's the thing it's a lot of one-on-one like you know people hold up the ball and make their own move and then score yeah it's like you're not getting that assist nope they've already yeah if it takes a certain amount of time, certain amount of moves made, they will and not. And De Bruyne has, what was it I saw, a shit ton of through balls that have led to scoring chances. Oh, dude, he could have 20 at this point. There was one game. His passes are like, he might be the best passer in the world. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. fucking insane. Him and, I mean, Messi. I was, yeah. I was watching a video the other day of Messi, not to get off topic real quick, but this dude was on the training ground. He was playing with the ball. And he launches it a good 50 yards across the pitch on an angle. And there's two reporters with their backs faced. They look like reporters or maybe executives or whatever. They're standing on the field in, like, suits. Their backs are faced to him looking into the stands. And the ball rolls through the guy on the right-hand side's legs in a standing position. Like, and everyone's probably going crazy. Yeah, like, and the dude, like, uh, the dude looks up and like, where did this ball come from? And sees Meg. Messi fifty yards across the pitch, just standing there, like, hey, gotcha. hey, that's me. Yeah, like with ease. But yeah, between those two, there's nobody better. World class, world class. But um, as far as um, again, goalies, clean sheets. You got Casper with eight. Dean Henderson has seven. Nick Pope has seven. Ben Foster, who's been phenomenal for Watford, has six. Um, the Palace guy, Vincent Guetta, has six. And Ederson has six. Um, again, doesn't matter. Clean sheets, it's whatever. It doesn't mean that you're the best goalie in the league. You know, I, no. would, not put, <laughs> I would not put Ben Foster or Nick Pope in that conversation. No, and it doesn't take away from the guys that are phenomenal that don't have as many clean sheets because your defense is a big catalyst in that too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we can we'll talk about that too. I mean, Leicester's defense. Yeah, dude. The I, I would emergence say, of Sangchu and not being not this is not a homer statement at all. And I think other people around this game would agree with me. Like Burn Leno, top five goalie this year in the Prem, 
and he's. I mean, he's way the reason down probably the Arsenal's even. Oh, Arsenal in half the shit. Yeah, they'd be close to relegation zone if it wasn't for him. Some of the saves that that Staying man has made head. this year has kept them at least in draws, or yeah. So you can't take that for everything, right? But it's it's nice. It's a telltale sign. I mean, obviously, Nick Pope with Burnley, it doesn't really do it justice. Yeah, because Burnley's probably mid table. But what and Crystal Palace too? But we do that. Where would they be without? And if you did take those away, and yeah, it says something about you and your defense. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't seen Man United have future goalie. Nice. I mean, I could see them selling off De Gea soon. Yeah, I could see him going back to Spain. Yeah, I mean, why not go play in La Liga? He's getting a little bit older. Even though most of the um, the good goalies in the Spanish league, like the O Blocks of the world, and um, Terstegen, Terstegen, and um, Courtois are basically in their prime, so I don't see, see like De Gea moving there and playing really. Yeah, depends on yeah, it depends on where you end up going, or I mean, Terstegen could be out soon. He's a good player, though. I mean, there's a good chance Byron's going to be looking to replace Manuel pretty soon. He's getting long in the tooth. Pretty sure Ter Stegen's going to end up locking down that number one Germany job. Oh, for sure. Pretty soon. Um, so, there could be some movement. You never know. Oh, Dean Henderson is on loan. Yes. So, that could be that could be big time for them. Nice. Yeah. That's good to have him back. Yeah. If they took him back, if they lose to Hay, that would be a... Uh, at least you know you got a solid backup waiting in the wings. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know where De Gea would really fall to. I don't see him going to, like, a PSG. No. Spanish not. players don't really go to the French League very often. It's very different <laughs> of a game. No one wants to go to the French League, except for guys that don't. Take a paycheck. Yeah, they want to take a paycheck and know that they're going to be in on PSG and basically win titles. Win well, win league titles and get booted in the round of 16 of Champions League. That's what they're good Because that's pretty much what's going to happen this year again, too. I don't think they're making it out of the 16. Probably not. Well, we'll see. Dortmund plays them. I know. Oh, China. Not bad. Yeah, I could see that, I suppose. Yeah, everybody goes but again, to China. he wants the paycheck, I, if he's given up, yes. See, goalies, as they get older, they get better. Like, people don't get into their primes until they're 30. Like look at Peter Ch- Petter Check. He was a fucking stud. Yeah. After thirty. Yeah. Dude, Buffon's still playing as much as I hate the guy. True. Um. So I guess uh, as far as making you know some pre you know mid season awards, best newcomer. You gave the list on Tuesday. I did. And I had thought more about it if there was anybody else I kind of wanted to add to it. I mean, the the trick the trick was some of them aren't really newcomers, I guess. Yeah, it's like you got to be careful with how we word it. And is it like? Let me say there was who else did I want? There was somebody I wanted to add to that list this week. Yeah, I said if you're if the team got promoted this past year, they would count for us as a newcomer. Right. Unless they, even if you weren't if you were still on if you were on that team last year 
but you got promoted. Like El Ghazi was on the team last year on Villa, but I would still put him in like newcomer. Oh yeah, I guess unless you had prior prem experience, technically. Like if you played left, came back to a different team, you know that would be. I'm talking like the the Sanctus, yeah, and like Daniel James, who this is their first season with that team. Absolutely, would probably. And I said Rodri, possibly. Yeah, with him having to kind of play that holding midfield role, and then once Laporte got hurt, he had to play center back. So. I give him some props. It's, it's not easy to come, especially from some of these leagues that are very different from the Prem, and to get, you know, all this hype around you and to play well in your first season is always a plus. Yeah. Like, that's why I give a lot of props to Sanctu. It's almost hard to not just put him as newcomer of the year because of, one, the way the team has performed with him in his position. Right. Whose place he took. The money that was spent on the guy whose place he took and what they're paying him to do the same job. And the money they're paying him. Right. The expectations, (laughs) probably, you know, obviously they expect the best because they brought him in for that reason. They probably felt comfortable making that sale because they knew what they were doing. None of us probably knew what they were doing. If If you ask me five months ago and most people five months ago, like, Man, losing him, how are you going to fill that void? And you say we're going to throw some young Turkish defender in there that has no prem experience or anything like that. And he's who is that guy? Yeah, and outside of maybe Van Dyke and a couple other center backs, he's been one of the best in the entire league so far this year. Um, Yeah, I mean, hands down, I'm going to give it to him. As of now, there's a few guys again that I had coming as like runners up. Even you, you said the name Daniel James, another great one. Yep, he was off hot in the beginning. Yeah, I said Tammy on Tuesday because technically Tammy's a newcomer to the yeah. league, um, and to have the goals that he has and the the reason Chelsea is definitely in fourth place, he's a big part of it um, right now. So, but it, I mean, you could probably say him or Mason Mount if it was like. A few, like a month ago. Yeah, Mason Mount started <laughs> it. He was the first one to kind of come in as the young boy under Frank and get hot. And then it was like it flowed right into Tammy. He got his chance, and the, those two connected. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's – I mean, even Harry, Harry Wilson's had pretty good success. John, John Rudy? Where is he at now? Dude, we love you, but John Rudy – where is he? I remember he was the uh, Norwich keeper when Norwich was up in the Prem the last time. <laughs> the old ginger. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wolves. Nice. Backing up Rupa Trizio. Yes. You can't fuck with him either, man. I think Wolves, too. Dendonka. Put him in the top 10 newcomer. Yeah. Love the- him. Triori. Again. He's not so much a newcomer. He was there. Yeah. Just they finally found the right way to use him. He's finally gotten the opportunity more to play, and he's done the best with it. As far as maybe like coach of the year so far, first half. Brendan. Mr. Rogers. Definitely. Him. Chris Wilder. Wilder. Neck and neck. And then, obviously, the the big name that – Everybody's going to forget just Cloppy. because of all the talent is Klopp. 
Yeah, and we said this on Tuesday. It's like if if Liverpool doesn't lose the game for the rest of the season, it's like you almost have to give it to him. Yeah. Jurgen. Unless. Unless Sheffield or. Unless Watford gets out of relegation. Yeah, but I mean, still. I mean, that's impressive. As bad as they look, though, and to be three coaches deep and for him to come in now, if he saves them. Four, don't forget about Hayden Mullins. Yes. Well, I was making him four. I was three prior to <laughs> Nigel. But if Nigel can, like, not just save Whoa. them from relegation. Did it again. But actually make them, like, almost relevant again in this last, like, couple months here. Yeah. He's got to at least get his name in the hat, but. That's a long shot. That's a long shot. I would say if Chris Wilder and Sheffield finish in, like, a Europa League spot, it would be hard to be like, look at what he's done with yeah. If a they team finish, with nobody. If they finish top 10. I think top 10 is good, obviously, but if they get a like, Europa League spot. Yeah, it's guaranteed like, bro, Europa League spot, yeah. Come on, man. And, yeah, I would consider McTominay a newcomer. Yeah. I would, and he's, he's, played, he's played well. He's played very well. But it's tough because you have Daniel James on your team, too, yeah. who's also played pretty well. He's been, to you me, know, tapered off a little bit recently, but... To me, it was just everything that we listed of why Sanchu would get it is just every the expectations, who who he replaced, um, and the job he's been doing. The fact that his team is the number two team right now in the league, like all those things. Yeah, Greenwood again. Basically, anybody on United is a young new kid. I was going to say you could take a good portion of Chelsea's. I mean, you could say Pulley is in line towards newcomer of the year. He's, yeah, he's had a he had a good stretch at one point. And I need he, more from him though for like stat wise. Well, I know you need your ten goals still because it was. Yeah. I said there was no way he was going to do it. Was in he the have three or four? I think. Well, he had the hat trick. He had the hat trick, and then I think did he had one outside of that hat trick. Yeah, it was like looking real good. It was like after I said he wasn't going to get ten, he had four in two games. I said yes, and then he's kind of tapered off. I did say yes for ten. In all competitions, but mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to do ten in the prem. So he's been knocked at. He has. He's been hitting the injury bug a little bit here too. So I know, and that's starting to worry me because all it's going to take is him to sit injured too long. You know, all we're going to hear is soft ass Americans and da 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 da. Like he's got to get going and get healthy and get back on that field. Christian Pulisic, FIFA or Fortnite. Yes. The uh, the American on Chelsea. Yes. But yeah, I mean. We'll see. Uh, how about MVP thus far? Well, Vardy definitely is. I would say Jamie would be one, two. Top three. You made a very good point on Tuesday's show, and the more I've thought about it, Van Dyke absolutely right. has to be in that top three running. Um, I don't know, man. If I had to pick a third yep. right right now, Raul Jimenez just because he's been a big part of why. Like, when I pick an MVP, I try to do it as if you take the team as a whole and you remove that one player. Mm-hmm. And how would they be as good? Right. Where would that team be without that player? And, like, those, those guys are big reasons why these teams are where they should be or where they are right now. Yeah, I didn't even think about Jordan Henderson. Honestly, we were just talking about how fantastic of a season he's had. I think he's revamped his career with this year. Oh, absolutely. 
in I don't know, it's just tough. Like Liverpool, you could name a bunch of people that could be in MVP race. Right. Like Van Dyke probably would be number one. I feel like you can remove almost anybody, including Sane or Mane or Salah, though. I think Mane would be my second choice. The only one you can't remove from that picture is Van Dyke and have them have the success that they're having. Right. Like you could take Jordan Henderson out. And like Milner could possibly, or Wijnaldum could fill that role. M. Genie, yeah. And you wouldn't notice as much. And then much. you have Fabinho right there too, filling right. in. So, but if you lose Van Dyke and you got a role with Joe Gomez, Matip, or Lovren, you're gonna notice a difference. They're great defenders, but they're not Van. Dyke. That's why I brought it up. I mean, they're definitely not the same if he wasn't in it. Right. I mean, that's why you almost have to consider like Tammy. Because where would Chelsea be without his 12 goals? Yeah. You know? He's he's sparked that scoring for them big time. But they're also sitting in fourth, so I can't really be like, well, you know, it it's all him. No. Liverpool, it's just, I mean, I said Alexander-Arnold kind of as like an outlier because of his numbers that he's putting up this yeah. year. I throw my man Wilfred and Diddy into the mix. Yeah, he's. The, I mean, you could put him at top ten for sure. He's like one of those quiet guys, but I, I don't think he he's a big time factor in Leicester's success and yeah. where he plays and how much he contributes to the help of the defense as well. Um, he gets some scoring occasionally. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be an interesting to see, but I think at this point the front runner is Van Dyke. Yeah, definitely. And if the season ended today, it'd be like, yep. Van Dyke. So, but yeah, that's kind of uh, Robertson. Our, yeah, you can find a replacement. They could. They're Liverpool. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they have somebody waiting in the wings to. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was kind of our little first uh, half of the prem. Looking back, recap. You know, we saw a lot of managers fall by the wayside. Yeah. We saw a lot of big score lines, you know, the Leicester 9-0 thrashing, 9-8. Yeah, 9. 9 nothing of Southampton Just there. Just weeks after the 8 nothing City thrashing, so it was right. like... And we saw Wolves beat City twice. Yeah. Saw Norwich beat City. Saw Norwich beat City. We saw Bournemouth beat Chelsea. Yeah. There's been a lot of... Uh, saw Arsenal just... Arsenal get a new coach. Saw Arsenal get a new coach. Ooh. But yeah, I was hoping that wasn't going to be like the commentary this year. This was supposed to be like top four, no problem. But and now the coaching replacement has been the highlight. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, you know, it's been fun. We'll see, man. We will see what shakes out. Should be an exciting second half. I mean, as far as the league's gone, you don't know what the hell's going to happen. No. It's always a, a weird scoreline or something bizarre happens every goddamn week i have to give us credit because i don't like to pat myself on the back but as crazy as this league is is unpredictable if you go back from the time we've started this and all our predictions and everything that we've done and said and picks week to week um, i think we've been pretty damn on point for for a very tricky league yeah so and i think sometimes even if people realize and we say it every once in a while might even be closer to on point but Sometimes we pick just to have discrepancy with each other. 
Right. Doesn't mean that that's 100% our pick if our money was on the line. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been falling into this stupid betting thing, but. Yeah. You know. Oh, I love it. I just, I got to stay away because I can get nutty. I was going to say, it's uh it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You, you get that one and you're like, I'm on fire now, baby. I'm going to pick something really crazy. And then it's you lose like five bets in a row. And you're like, well, maybe I should stop. Uh, we'll just take a, a small, small little break here quickly. And we'll we'll come back with uh, the preview of the upcoming games here this weekend. You Absolutely. Know? We got one starting tomorrow already. So, uh, yeah. We'll see you on the other side. So here is a funky-ass tune for y'all to get down to. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? We are back. Second half, kicking it stateside, episode number 22. Um, we are going to run down this week's um, games coming up. We got week 22 on the dock. We got a game tomorrow. We have a special Friday game. I love Friday games. Friday games are what I look forward to. Hopefully, that I think 3 o'clock, right? Yeah, I got, some, I got some stuff to do early, but I'll have my butt plopped right in front of the TV for that one. But yeah, we can uh, get right into it. We got Sheffield hosting West Ham tomorrow. You know, Sheffield, we got... They've almost been better on the road than they have at home, which is crazy. Sheffield. Yeah. For an upcoming team of all teams, too. Of course. To perform like that away. I guess when you're a team like that and you have zero pressure, because that's pretty much how they've played all year. Like, they they have nothing to lose. They go out every week like, we we got nothing to gain, to lose, whatever. We're just a team. We're here to play. Um, It doesn't matter where you play. Yeah. They just go out and they play their game week after week. Yeah, and kind of uh, facing, I think it's a good game for them to come back from, you know, this week from with a West Ham team who's been struggling a little bit. And, but, you know, are they going to get that manager bump? David Moyes had a nice week to kind of get the boys, get acclimated, you know, kind of implement his style a little bit more. Is that going to even help them? Like, do they have a, ch- do they have a chance? I think they got a chance in this game. I definitely think they got a chance in this game. Because they're sitting at the bottom. They got 22 points, right? If they don't string some, at least a draw, a couple draws, a win or two together, I mean, they're going to find themselves in relegation. Oh, yeah, especially with Watford playing a bit better now and some of the other teams down there that at any moment could make a little bit of a run. Right. You got to stay. You got to keep getting points. Even if it's one here and there, if you're drawing here and there, you have to continue to have points coming in because if you go a couple weeks stretch without, it becomes very, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's a winnable game. I mean, honestly, you see a West Ham side that, you know, they had that spurt there where they're actually pretty decent. You know, you saw Yarmolenko actually putting the ball in the net. Yeah. And he was playing pretty well, and then all of a sudden it's just like... Sebastian Halla. Yeah, Halla's been... There's been a Holler sighting at least the past two weeks. Yeah, but he went cold for like, what, 10 straight, basically? Long yeah. time. Long yeah, it, time. It was over a two-month span. I was saying he was going to be... I made the bold prediction he was going to be newcomer 
he of the season the way he started. Dude, he was on absolute fire, and then we just do an ep, you know, where we talk about newcomer of the year. His name didn't even come up. Nope. So he needs to get back going for that. He falls in the category of biggest disappointment. Yeah. I mean, Joel Linton obviously takes that. Cake. Oh, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. No one else is close to that. Without a doubt. But um, we picked this game. We felt like we should go Friday. Saturday, Sunday games. So, um, no. Yes. Yes, we did. I said 2-1 Sheffield, and you went with the one nothing yes. Sheffield. Yes. Because Sheffield's been – they've been doing a lot of one nothing wins. I need some points, man. I gotta, and we need to differentiate. i got to cut this down out of the double digits. Yeah, keep keep, <laughs> keep tri- chipping away. <laughs> I couldn't get that word out. I was keep, like, what keep, am I thinking? <laughs> what is the word I'm thinking tripping, of, okay? Chipping, tripping, tripping, chopping. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I need to keep chipping away. I mean, look at me. I was down. You were kicking my ass there in the beginning pretty badly. and Yeah. I fought back. You definitely fought back and took a commanding lead. So, It is mine. But, uh, yeah. So Saturday we got uh, our early breakfast game. We got Palace hosting Arsenal. Um, you got Palace team who's probably been the most inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get with them <laughs> week to week. Yeah, for real. Talk versus, about an inconsistent team. <laughs> versus an Arsenal team who played great against United. Absolutely fantastic. It was like a whole new squad. Like, I didn't even recognize that team that Arsenal put out there. Yeah, it looked like some of these guys were 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. You know, and motivated and smiling and happy and playing happy. hard. Like, actually playing hard. It was unreal to see. Yeah, they were they were all over United's ass from, like, the jump. Yeah. And I'm like, I text Zach, I'm like, dude, what is this? Yeah. This is actually enjoyable to watch, like, this type of game. And then I got worried because, as always, like they've done all year, I was like, ah, 2 nothing, they'll blow this. And they didn't. They actually held down. They got the clean sheet. They kept playing defense. They didn't make stupid mistakes. And right. And they held it. So, hopefully, that's the sign of things to come under Mikel here. And uh, maybe they're definitely got to add some defense still in January. I don't know how, what, when, where, but something's got to come into fruition Um, because as good as they did look in that game, I don't think David Luiz and Socrates can continue that at their ages and just their speed and talent level at this point in their careers. And I feel like Arsenal, you're falling by the wayside injury-wise. Yeah. You know, Kieran Tierney's hurt. Tierney's hurt. But Calum Chambers just uh, – Yeah. Bellerine, every time he seems hurt. to get healthy, he goes bye-bye again. Like, I don't know what his deal is. He can't seem to break back into the first team in big games. Um, he's kind of getting stale, I think, at this point. He's had a great career with Arsenal, but might be time for him to go back to Spain. And yeah, I could see that move. Kind of, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So we picked this one as well, our second of the four. I said 1-1, a nice draw for Jarsenal. Jarsenal. Jesus. Gone safe there. Yeah, I went safe, and you said (laughs) 3-1. I went nutty. You went crazy. As I just sit here and talk about how I need to get points back, I'm giving Arsenal a 3-1 victory. I mean, that's balls, man. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where the three's coming from. Maybe we see that Aubameyang brace or Hattie. 
Dude, I don't know. I'll take a little Lacazette, Pepe, somebody, man. Somebody's got to get going again. Somebody put the ball in the net, okay? And help this man out. Yeah, because outside of Obama Yang's 13, your next closest is Lacazette with five. Yeah. And Yikes. Pepe with three. And they're, you know, I don't know. Got to get got to get moving here. And a team <laughs> it's time. A team like Crystal that really hasn't scored. No. So, we'll see. Yeah, I think we said that Palace is just like, I mean, when it's not like Zaha actually willing to play hard or like IU doing pretty well this year. Other it, than that, it's like. I use their leading scorer with five goals, so. And that says a lot. Yeah. And Zaha's at three, which there's a lot of guys and in the Connor league And Connor Wickham three. is at one. Like, if, you wanna, if, you're, <laughs> if you're Zaha and you want to get paid, you got to score more than three goals. I could I could pull a list as long as my arm of guys around the prem that have three goals, yeah, that aren't going to get the money that he thinks he deserves, right? Yeah. So if you want that money, bro, you got to get out there, got to get scoring again. Just not this week. Not this week. <laughs> now let's keep it maybe one. Let's yeah. Keep it one. Yeah. Keep your one. <laughs> <laughs> one is good for both of us. Yes, I'll take the one. <laughs> um, moving on to our ten o'clock games, we got Chelsea. Hosting Burnley, yeah, at the Bridge, yeah, man, big game for Chelsea to bounce back here. I'm not going to say the words because last time I said the words, you lost one nothing to West Ham. But you just need it so bad. <laughs> you said the words, thank you. You need they it bad, do desperately at this point. This is the game to do it against a Burnley team that's just, you know, they sh- they they can give up four. You got to keep your fourth place gap at least at the five points. By getting by continuing to win now, and we brought this up on the A two D show on Tuesday, part of our poll question. It was like, can Spurs, you know, be successful without Harry Kane? It's like, well, this is the chance, you know, with him being hurt, increase that lead because you know Spurs aren't going to win every game. No, they they weren't winning every game with him, right? So now with him missing, unless somebody steps in and that really sparks them, this is yeah, this is a perfect opportunity for Chelsea to. Not only just either increase the lead, but at least keep it where they have some comfort, like a two-game comfort. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on a transfer of defense, offensive help at some point. Yeah. I know we're still early in the window, I would, but... I would be worrying more about defense than anything. You can find scoring. There's enough guys right. in Chelsea that could score with William, Tammy, Mount, Pulisic when healthy. I'm just You need Kurt Zuma out of there. Him and Andy Christensen. Yeah. That was that was fun for a little bit, but uh yeah, it's, yeah he uh, looks lost. He just looks absolutely lost. At least Christensen looks like he has a clue sometimes. Sometimes. It, and I think a lot of Christensen's problems is he's making up for bad plays at Zuma and then he's out of position and it makes him look bad. I tell my daughter that all the time. Sometimes you just have to play your part because now you leaving your spot is making you look bad right. because you're trying to cover somebody else's ass. You got to trust your teammates, and if they're not doing their job, let the coach figure it out. Yeah, and I realize that you know Aspilicueta is kind of getting long in the tooth, and he's looking a little. Yeah, he hasn't had the year he had last year. Not I can as tell you that. Yeah, I don't know. He just hasn't been the same this year, and that's part of it too because you know they're covering for his ass. Oh yeah, out of position. So everybody's kind of like I just got trying his, to bail the other guy out. I got his card in FIFA. And I want to see like an 82. It's like an 84 because wow. of the year he had last year. He had a great year last year. But he's my he's actually he's my right back off the bench when I need to lock down a win. 
He doesn't start for me. No. But. <laughs> no, he's not at this point. But, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we'll see what kind of reinforcements they got up their sleeve. There's, They wanted to get the young kid from Benfica, this Gedson Fernandez, I think, uh, as a loan. But I just saw that West Ham really? he's going to go to, I believe. Wow. Well, I guess the, the, that's the tough part is a lot of these kids choose a team like West Ham because the opportunities are going to be there. Because you're going to play. Right. And Chelsea's known for not playing their youth besides this season because yeah. they had to. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's become very um, – it's tricky sometimes because you're either going to have to spend big money on a vet and hope that they actually continue to be that player yep. when they come to you, or you got to take a chance on a kid and actually play him. You know, Arsenal landed that kid Saliba and then loaned him right back out. Right. When they could really use defense help now. So maybe they pull that loan back and give this young kid a chance, a French defender, you know, that they could really use some some youth and some depth on the defensive end. Definitely can use depth. So we'll see what yeah, see what Chelsea can muster coming up here in January now that the window's back opened up to Oh, I'm sure they're gonna spend, spend, spend. Just don't spend stupid. That's that's the trick. Oh, I know. Don't go dropping a three-year, $130 million on a guy that's like 34 years old that's had the best days and looks slow out there. The only guy I would say to drop big cash on is Timo Werner. Yeah. If Leipzig's willing to part ways in the January, which they'd be stupid to. I don't think they are now that they lost out on the Howland sweepstakes. Yep. I mean, and I, they feel like they can win the Bundesliga, and they probably have a great shot right now. They're in perfect position, and I mean, Polson's great, but Polson's as good right. as having Timo there. Like that combo makes them both. Oh, better. fantastic! Yeah, but... Polson couldn't do it on his own without Timo there. Timo right. could do it without Polson, but yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. And uh, moving on down, we got Everton uh, at Merseyside hosting Brighton, the Gulls. A weird one for us. It's uh, you know they've been playing a little better in, under Ancelotti. Everton, I would say. Yeah, I was not in favor of the move, but they, I mean they've at least he's been putting the guys in the right position. It's amazing what happens when you do that. I'll give him credit for that. He's actually taken some guys that. And what do we say? Calvert Lewin has you know flourished under Ancelotti. Yeah. I still think you got to find a way to get Moses Keen in there, and I thought you would. Um, you know, he doesn't seem like an Ancelotti guy either, though. I guess not. I was just thinking the <laughs> the Italian. I just don't know. If you this know, is being right that he, for him. he's an Italian national, that might give him that little bump. But yeah, I think this was maybe a mistake for him coming to the Prem right now. It wasn't the right spot or position for him. He's better suited back in uh, Syria. Yeah, I could definitely see him going back. Yeah, it just fits his game. Yeah. He had that. One, he had a really good season last year for Juve, and he was like, you know, hey, if there's suitors, I'd gladly make the switch. But it's just not working out for Sometimes him. Sometimes you got to take the money and run. But I mean, he's a young kid, so he'll find his way. But still, and you can't blame it all on him. He was buried. Silva never gave him time. And sometimes nope. these kids, they they need playing time. They need in game time. And well, you can't he, expect him to sit for ten games. And you bring them in for 15, 20 minutes at the end of each game and get production out of them. You could definitely tell it's a confidence thing with him. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he gets in great positions. He just cannot find the back of the net to save his life. Yeah, he's missed a couple big finishes so far this year. But so, it's rhythm. It's timing. It's yeah. everything. And, and, again, if you don't play, I mean. You can't get it. 
So yeah, we shall see. I mean, it's uh, it's a real toss up game, honestly. It really is. I mean, you could see a good Brighton team. They're pretty good defensively, so I can see this game definitely being like a one one um, stalemate. Yeah, Brighton's been a pretty big surprise this year, actually. Yeah. We thought for sure they would be going down. Oh, I had them nothing but getting relegated this year. And now they're they're mid-table. They're only four goal negative in the goal differential compared to some of these teams that are in double digits. That's going to come a big factor later in the year, too, when you're you're weeding out the the lower teams. Yeah, it's just Malpaw's been huge this year. Oh, yeah. And Trossard's been a nice addition. Trossard's played well. He could be maybe a little better at times, but he's played well. But their defense, though. I mean, Lewis Dunk and, you yeah. know, what's his name? Dan Byrne has been actually really good. That's your boy, Dunk. Dan, yeah, Lewis Dunk's my man. Maybe he'll come to Chelsea. Fuck that. <laughs> you, want a, you want a little bit more than Lewis Dunk. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, don't need, uh, we don't need another uh, Andy Christians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, moving on down, we got Leicester hosting Southampton. The battle of... Uh, the Vardy versus Danny Ings. Yeah. Danny Ings is uh, quite hot there's, scoring. There's probably a good chance he gets one here. 13 goals for the guy so far. He might get one here. He might get 20 goals this year. He might. That'd that's, be incredible. That's for, awesome. For him, though, I mean, he's he's single-handedly keeping Southampton up. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without he, him, he they is, would be in deep trouble. He has saved them because... They don't always concede. They score a one a game. Ton. Yeah, they need that one goal sometimes, and he's been getting it in the right times. So, and it's right now. I mean, Leicester. It's just a team that I feel like can do no wrong. Everybody as a collective whole, as a team, has been playing great. Yeah, you know, from their back, like we talked, Sanchu playing great. You know, and Diddy's playing awesome in the middle. Madison and Tealman. Madison Tealman's. You know, Pereira's been great. Yeah. So, honestly, and when you got Jamie Vardy as your striker, I think good things are going to happen. Um, he picked up a knock again. I don't know. I don't think he played yesterday, I'm guessing. So, we'll see if he comes back this weekend. I don't know how severe it was, but um, I would say if he plays that Leicester probably win this game. Yeah. I mean, they should. As, as well as Hampton's been playing of late, there's no reason. Leicester's the real deal. Oh, Jamie did play yesterday. Did he? He did. So he's fine. They actually went with a, a kind of a pretty much all their starters with a definite change in formation. They went with a 3-5-2 yesterday in that game. Nice. But again, that's what we talked about earlier with good coaching. And a coach like Brendan Rodgers who knows when to change it up and like you should be able to adapt. You should be able to run a 3-5-2. You should be able to run a 4-4-2 with the same players and maybe plug a piece here, plug a piece there, and know what you have. You know, And it's it's been working out for him very, very well. Absolutely. It's basically moved Chilwell and Pereira up in that spot to like wing midfielders. Mm-hmm. Chilwell, yeah. And let them push. Another yeah, another one. guy that's been great this year. So, yeah, I mean, just credit to that team and that coach and everything that they're doing right now. They – they are the poster child for taking what you have and making the best out of it, without a doubt. Yeah, he's so. he's getting the guys to play, and that's pretty much all you can ask for, I guess. Yeah. Um, moving down, we got uh, Man United hosting Norwich. 
Uh, geez, I mean, United, they started out, you know, beating the hell out of Chelsea in the first game of the season. Then they kind of went on a shitty run. Big time. Big time shitty run. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, they start winning some games because Rashford's scoring. And now, again, Rashford's not scoring, and now they're on a bit of a slide. Yeah, what is it now? Three in a row, basically. I believe so. Not in the Prem, but three. Competitions, Two, two losses yeah. and a draw in the last three, so, yeah. And, honestly, if if you can't beat Norwich at home, it's like. It's scary. Like, if you, if you struggle with this game. But again, they could bounce right back. They're they're a very wavy team right now, and they're oh for sure. I mean, they're sitting fifth in the table. They're a point ahead of Spurs right now. Which again goes back spot. to say about this league and how crazy it's been. Yeah, like you can struggle so much, but you'll still sit right there. Yeah, because everybody, everybody else, else is around you. Yeah, it's a very top heavy league. Yeah, your only hope is while you're struggling, nobody really grabs the reins and goes on a three or four game run because right. you'll you'll get left in the dust. And that's how these top four teams did it. They started early hot, and they were all making their, their mm-hmm. pushes early, didn't lose stupid games, and that's why they're there and everybody else is down. Exactly. So, And, it, you know, Norwich, you never know. I mean, you get Pookie coming out of the woodwork sometimes, and Toddy's been scoring a lot, hot Toddy. Yeah. They just won their FA Cup game. That was a little confidence booster, I'm sure, for them. Yeah, absolutely. Against Preston. Preston North End, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let up two goals, too. But <laughs> Hey, you know what? Yeah. What about this Adam Ida kid for uh, Norwich? Maybe he starts seeing some time. He had a Hattie in that game. Yeah, maybe. And I haven't really seen him in the Prem at all. So Maybe. Give him a shot. Why not? Yeah, I guess. Maybe they find something here. Your first start at Man United, that'd be uh, <laughs> yeah. quite the uh, introduction. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, world. Hello. Um, but yeah, we got uh last ten o'clocker. We got Wolves hosting Newcastle. Ooh, uh, we didn't even mention our boy Yedlin. He broke his hand, but he's still battling. He's in there. <sighs> Steve Bruce said it looked like a mess. Yeah, and I was like, oh great, more injury for him. The poor guy can't stay healthy. And no, nope. he, like that team was rejuvenated under him. Whether it was totally him or it was just timing, from the time he came back. That's when they started kind of getting into those little winning ways and playing harder and getting scoring from Al Marone, playing on the right side with yeah. Yedlin, and they were kind of starting to gel together and all that. And Johnny so. Joe was scoring there for yeah. a hot minute. He yeah. was he had like a three match he uh, scoring streak. He got and a now team of the week FIFA card, man. Yeah, now he's kind of <laughs> like cooled off a little the past uh, three weeks or so again. But again, it's a Newcastle team. If they had, if they can get Al Marone going, yeah. They could be a good team. Yeah, he's got two now, one in Prem and one in other scoring. So, like we said, sometimes that's all it takes. Start scoring in bunches, get a little hot. Um, so, who knows? It just it doesn't seem like Joel Linton's fitting in very well in this league, I would say. Yeah, they need they need a bona fide striker. They thought he was going to be, you know, the savior to come in and score goals, and he just has not banned yeah. out. Because if you can take the speed it's, and talent of, of St. Maximum and you can take Al Marone and run them up the wings. And, and he's been hurt too, though. Yeah, yeah. Maxime. Yeah. I it's like an odd him. team. but It's a very odd team. Um, you know, Wolves at the Molyneux have been pretty good yeah. at home. Yeah, good luck. So I would say that <laughs> – 
it's a tough task for uh, <laughs> Newcastle to come in there and win. But again, I mean, the Wolves have been the draw kings. I was going to say, and every time we feel that Newcastle's put up against a tough test, they kind of show us that they can handle it. They, they might our mouths. They might flop the next mouths. week against a bum, but they seem to get they up show for the up. big games. Yeah, And it seems like they actually have accepted Steve Bruce yeah. as one of their own and forgot he's, about Rafa. He's finally been accepted. <laughs> Thank you, guys. As he said in his interview, though, it would be nice if they paid him what they were paying Rafa. Wow. It's basically how he... <laughs> it's like big-time manager that's coached all over the world or recycled <laughs> yeah. Steve Bruce. And the funny thing when he said that was they weren't doing so great when he made those comments. Maybe now he should make the comment again because they are a top-10 team, right? Or yeah. No, they're just outside. Maybe but... 11, 12, something yeah. like that. They're not quite there yet, but they're 13th. 13, okay. But... 11, 12, and 13 are all at 25 points. So it's really just goal differential there. And Arsenal at 10 is only two points ahead of them. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're up there. They're competitive all of a sudden. They went from basement. I mean, there was a point a month ago we had them. There was no way. There was no yeah. open site. Put the dun chain on them. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's almost you can't put the dun chain on anybody now. Nobody. Even Norwich, they could turn it around. So we thought Watford was pretty much fucked. Like, oh yeah, they should be down in the championship already, and then not down. even being competitive there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden they're like, yeah, they're they're two weeks away from getting out of relegation zone. What I say, they're hot, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I almost how <laughs> my heart almost stopped when <laughs> Watford and hot in the same sentence. Yeah, you would never thought there was only one word that went with Watford most of this year, and that was stinks or sucks. Yeah. I'm still a piece of garbage. Yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> My brother said that the other day. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. He's like, it's a vine or it was a vine or something like that. Yeah. I was like, I was hoping he would we be use like, that from for the your show. show. Yeah. <laughs> from your show, of course. <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah. So we got the marquee game of the weekend. Uh, we got we Spurs. We didn't have any other picks in here, did we? This was our next pick? Yes. Okay. This was the next Sorry. one. Sorry. Uh, no, we did pick Wolves Newcastle. We went back oh, and said that. Shit. Yes. Um, so I said one nothing Wolves, and then you pulled out the draw card. Yeah. One one. One one. Safely. Which I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Wolves will win two one. <laughs> I'm not switching. We'll see. I'll stick with my one one draw. Um, uh, but yeah, so Spurs Liverpool, um, life without Harry Kane has started. We will see how Spurs reacts to that. See if Delhi can step up. Sonny's back from his uh, kicking tantrum. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, what can we say about Liverpool that was not already said in the uh, first half of the show? Yeah. We've... It's just a, a freight train running down the tracks, and it does not seem anybody has been able to stop them at all. No, it's it's a tough. It's like the train in GTA. There's literally no stopping it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played, but. You literally, you can't. Everybody's tried. You can put Everybody's a tank, tried. You can put a tank in the track. Train keeps Fuck on going. Up. The train keeps on going, and that's Liverpool right now, man. Yeah, it's just it's it's a tall order for them. I think Spurs would have to play pretty much like a perfect game to even have a, sh- a shot in hell to win this game because they've been shitty at home, for God's sakes. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm. This Liverpool train, I, I don't even, again, I don't see, barring anybody, you know, Liverpool coming out like slow or not together, but dude, they're just so deep. They have 
guys that they could just plug right in. Yeah. If someone's not playing well, Klopp seems to have the guys, you know, playing well. So yeah, they just have way too much depth. It's like it's not even fair almost. There's it's, guys that haven't played for, for days. A, yeah, there's guys that haven't played for a month that you see them get in the lineup and you're like, damn, I forgot they were even there. And yeah. they outperform everyday guys sometimes. So like you haven't even seen Divac. Yeah. Hardly he's at all because this year. that top that front three is just yeah. you can't sit any one of them down. When Adam gets playing time in like cup games and he he could start in at least seventeen of the other twenty teams around. I love Genie. Yeah. But yeah, so we picked this one obviously. I said three one Liverpool and you said two one. I went two one. And again, they haven't been like kicking teams' ass. They've been winning, you know, fairly comfortably. They played Sheffield um the other day, only won two nothing. Spurs, I mean, I don't think they'll leak in that much. So I could see a nice three one. I was just just distance myself. <laughs> just trying to look at this Spurs lineup here and like like see what that move is like what's the move to fill in for Harry Kane is there one it's got to be Sonny and Delhi like they just tied Boro Boro in the FA Cup yeah Middlesbrough yeah so and the lineup he ran then was he ran Sonny and Mora up front in a 3-5-2 hmm. like is that are you going to have to make that whole lineup change? Are you going to have to make that adaptation that we talked about? Because I don't know if they have one guy that could just come in and play a striker role like that at this point. Like you said, maybe maybe they maybe they call on Danny. Maybe they make a phone call to Hampton and maybe we'll see. Come as this window continues to open and moves start happening. It's one of those things where it's like. Southampton, I think they're like they know that Danny's pretty much put them on their on his back. Yeah, and if they lose him, they got it'd be scary to stay up in the table. Yeah, they'd be in trouble. So I don't know if they're willing to take that chance right now. With as tight as everything is, you can't afford to lose. I think that'd be a desperation move. I yeah. think we'll see how it shakes out if. If they lose like two in a row, maybe here coming up, and they're not getting the production from like Sunny and Delhi, then maybe take a look. But still, I would I'd be crazy for Southampton to sell him off unless they're offering a lot of money for him, which I don't think Danny Ings' his value is that high. Even though he's scored thirteen goals, he's a little bit long in the tooth. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't see Liverpool. Win streak continues for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so two games Sunday. We got 9 o'clock. We got Bournemouth-Watford. The battle for relegation. Watford has been hot. Three of their last four they've won. Bournemouth, I think, have won one in their last eight, <laughs> seven, something like that. Yeah, and it was Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, it, in Bournemouth, it doesn't matter. Home, away. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they're they bad. get shitty attendance, and to run into a Watford team that's actually playing really well, dude, the vitality's tiny. It is. It's only I, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand, maybe. Yeah, and they get like ten. Yeah, the Union get more than that. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> I was there. I saw. 
Trenton Thunder get like half of that, and they're a double A minor league baseball team. <laughs> like, that's that's tough, man, for Bournemouth. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking so hot. And like we said, I think if Bournemouth come out flat and lose, I think you got to make a coaching change. They're gonna have. To. Unfortunately, we both love Eddie Howe, and we think he's a great manager, but. Yeah, if you go they, second they from quit the bottom, the, after if they this quit week? on him, maybe, maybe, they might have. I just the talent's not there. It's not. I told you, I reconstructed the game, the team in FIFA, and the only way I could do it was I had to use my little cheat thing where you get like three the entire time you own FIFA and get a hundred million dollar backer, right? Because with like the money they have and the talent that they have and the pipeline that they have. They just don't have it. Like, this Billings kid's pretty good. Yeah, he's solid. Um, outside of that, man, I just I don't see anybody else. Maybe I can't pronounce his name well, the the left winger that's been playing in place of Frazier, the kid from the Netherlands. Um, he's kind of a bright spot. And uh, that's about it. Like, that's there's not much there in the depth. And with Ake out, that was their only hope on defense. He's a yep. top – he's – I'm going to – we can, Will we see what it's been doing to them? Oh, yeah. He's your next – I'm not going to say it this way. He's your next big defender to leave and go somewhere and really flourish. I, I'm not going to say the words Van Dyke because he's not Van Dyke. But – The only thing that they have in common is they're both Dutch. Yeah. But he's a beast. Yeah. He is a beast. And he is definitely going to be a big name coming up. I mean, they're saying he might go back to Chelsea, but, you know, Dude, you guys, rumor. Would be, you'd be very fortunate to get that talent. He He's going to be a top-five defender I don't know why they the sold league. him off originally. Because he kept loaning him out, and he was playing well everywhere he went, and they still, they're like, no, we got, you know, we have faith in Zuma and Christensen. They never gave anybody chances. That was their problem. Well, yeah, stubborn. Very. Most managers that they've had are stubborn. Well. This is they finally have an open minded guy and they were put in a position to have to make these moves. So And Tamori's flourished. Yeah. Maybe that'll open their eyes a little bit. But Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So but, that uh, game Yeah. Who knows what you're gonna get with that thing. It'll be intriguing to watch. Oh, it's definitely gonna be a, uh, a worthwhile watch. Yeah. 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 Relegation battle. <laughs> what more can you say? I don't know. Hey, relegation batters, battles are sometimes better and more exciting than mid-table or even like top-tier battles. So True. You're right. Guys are You're really right. fighting for their lives. You're right. Yeah. Um, so last game of the weekend, we got Villa hosting Man City. Only thing you could say to Villa right now, don't get killed. Yeah. That goal differential, keep that. Keep it. As close as you can keep it because you're on the just that outside tier of going down. Because it's very important now. It is. Now that you're fighting for relegation, that goal differential is going to come into hand it at some point. It is just as important as the points you're getting or not getting. I don't see City doing anything but winning this game, but we've said that a couple times this year, and they're not the City team of last year. No. They are a City team that has lost to the Wolves twice. They are a City team that has lost to Norwich. So... If anything, you got to maybe look at tape of all those games and hope that they come into this game kind of overlooking you like they did those games and you might be able to at least steal a draw at home and keep yourself steady out of that bottom three. The problem is Villa wasn't leaking goals 
there for probably the first half of that. Over yeah, like two months. Where Easy. first half they weren't allowing goals, and now all of a sudden it's just like floodgates open. So defensively, I think that's the problem. That's the only difference. Why they're doing half decent in the beginning of the season was they defensively were good. And now with John McGinn hurt too, there's not that midfielder that kind of can be that stopgap and at least help out in the attack as well. So Jack Grealish can only do so much, I guess. That's it. Yeah. There's been no Wesley. Trezeguet's been inconsistent. Yeah, after taking that little bang. El Ghazi's kind of slowed down again. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just see probably I, like 3-1 or something. I like a lot of players on that team, but... It's too young. It's a young squad, inexperienced, but, you know, stranger things have happened. So, but yeah, I think uh, that's been our rundown for week 22. We've had a lot to talk about today, like a shit ton of a first half recap of the season. We got week 22 flying up. It's been a great season i keep saying it i've said it a million times but it's been a good season for us to start doing this yeah like to come up you know and and build this podcast and everything that we're doing and to do it in this type of season is absolutely just awesome yeah and we had a pretty cool mls season um our two teams got to play a playoff game together like it's just yeah kind of about it all the stars are starting to align here we're gonna have this fan fest coming up Mm-hmm. In uh, spring, in in Philly, we're going to be able to attend that and really continue to build and grow the show. So yeah, yeah, that's going to awesome, be a big man. day for us for sure. I don't even know. It's it's one of those where the exposure of that can really take us to the next level. Honestly, yeah. So and again, I mean, please come out once they announce that date. We will be all over that. We'll be probably mentioning the date every day up until yeah and i know we used to ask early in this show and we still like we're still growing we're still getting better every day or trying to get better every day any feedback man hit the social medias again we we haven't plugged them as much lately but we have the twitter we have the facebook we have the ig you can even message us on here anywhere if there's anything that you feel we need to improve on or you want to hear more of please let us know because oh, we'd be happy to do it. I know there's so much in this sport that could be talked about and discussed. Um, we try to stick mostly prem and MLS. We're branching out a little to more and more, but we, you know, we want to know what the fans like and what everybody wants because that's our motto. That's that is our, logo. our motto, man. That's that's all we want, really. Yeah. Especially as such a startup. Yeah. You know, it's all about like getting feedback and you know what can we improve on and you know. We talked before the show that, you know, we're really going to try and hit the guests hard, I think, this second half to kind of take us to that next level. Yeah, it pained me not to do a show for almost two weeks. Yeah. Like, I felt like we were doing a disservice to any fans that we might have and to ourselves, but, you know, unfortunately, the life and world got in, in the way real quick, but we are back. Yeah, man. We felt are good. rocking and rolling. Yeah. We had a lot to talk about, I think, that... Yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with everything, you know, being us kind of being on a hiatus and just kind of taking that week to just kind of relax after grinding it out for five months or so, it's uh, it's nice. And now we're just, we're refreshed, we're ready to rock, we're going to have some good guests on for you. 
with just some of the connections we have. So hopefully all that shit's going to come to fruition and, you know, we'll, uh, We'll start getting people talking about the game because that's what we want. Hell yeah. I want to give it a shout out to our newest follower today, Miss Lonnie D. Yeah. Really appreciate you sticking with us through the entire show. She just messaged me that she's been with us from jump. That's and impressive. She's sat through the entire show. Like she said, she doesn't know everything that we're talking about, but she wants to listen and hear what we got to say. And we're just appreciate to have another follower, another fan, and you're the best. You are one of the real MVPs here. That's what we do it for. Absolutely. So, thanks, but, girl. Yeah, thanks for the follow and for everybody that's been following us. Spread we the love. It. Yeah, man. Spread the love. A retweet or anything, a mention of us can make a huge difference. So, I think I've talked enough. We've been <laughs> – I'm like, damn, shit. We've been rocking and rolling for a while. That's what happens when we miss time. We had a lot to say. We had a lot to catch up on. I know. We need our people. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, we appreciate it again. So we will be back uh, next Thursday. Yeah. Same time. Catch the recording of this show on Spotify and Apple Pods. Yeah, that'll be up later tonight, Thursday. Um, and you can always check our other show out, too, our Tuesday show on A2D. Please check us there because that's just more and more exposure and love. So, it's true. Yes. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. But, yeah, we're going to get out of here. So uh, we will see you guys next week for a recap of Week 22 and uh, talk about the uh, upcoming week and any hot topics. I know we didn't get to it today. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. There's a lot going on. But, all right, I'm 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 done talking. Later, everybody. We'll see you next week. Late. <laughs>